and we are live for episode 54 of the panenka view podcast straight after bvb versus bayern by kimmich's goal uh, ensuring that bayern take a seven point lead at the top of the bundesliga table and i'm joined by my friend from germany at the moment ananya roy back after a long time on the podcast ananya how are you doing how are the how is the situation in germany by the way uh, i'm doing fine prasad situation in germany is quite normal actually uh, compared to other places uh, i would say it has started become normal over the past 2 to 2 and a half weeks and uh, uh, currently in germany today also the infection rate is roughly around 0.8 which is less than 1 obviously and that's what they're trying to keep it below 1 and uh, right now today the number of active cases is roughly around 6900 or something which is uh, uh, so it's going well actually it's going well definitely definitely i mean uh, they've been i think leaders in flattening the curve in europe and yeah. uh, see we can see that football is back this yeah. and uh, let's go straight to the big to the talking point the game bayern munich and bvb kimik brilliant their brilliant goal burki should have done better but uh, what did you make of that game and uh, uh, i think there should have, would have been more goals mostly uh what i made of the game i would say the game started quite fast quite a fast paced start bayern munich was pressing and dortmund were happy to sit back and uh, hit them on the counter but uh, and and in fact they they actually could have got a goal uh, within the very first minute uh, had it not been for for boateng who was smart enough to stay in position in front of the goal and uh, stop the shot that uh, haland had uh, finally made uh, between noyer's legs uh, but i would say that was about it the, their their plan was to just sit deep and hit on the counter they did it sporadically but roughly i would say bayern grew into the game after first 3 4 minutes and uh, quite dominated and uh, yeah yeah it's it's a deserved win i would say Definitely, and uh, uh, I think the the result that you were predicting before the game, there could have been more goals. But Bayern clearly the experienced, clearly the one with more maturity, with the more hunger, and uh, Hansi Flick getting the trick once again. Nineteen games under him, fifty-seven goals. He's been a revel. He's been a revelation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you actually, if you look at Hansi Flick's uh, tactics today, I'm not going to delve too much. In the first half, Bayern were the one who were with the ball. They were in possession, and they were pressing Dortmund. And you could see that their backline was almost close to the center line. So you can see that they were pressing for the first half. As soon as they got the goal, and by the way, they got the goal at a very good time for them and a very bad time for Dortmund right before the break. and that effectively knocked the stuffing out of dortmund and uh, so after the break we saw a completely different picture bayern yeah. still bayern still dominating the game in terms of controlling the game but without the ball they yeah. they, they, they sat deep they fall back a few yards allow dortmund the ball and tell them show show us what you can do show us what you can do with the ball we will just sit back keep our shape eat up space whenever we can and let's see what you can do that that it was very uh, it was a very mature performance from bayern and it, the tactics were spot on uh, from hansi flick uh, when it comes to uh, sealing a game and in this case p- potentially sealing the championship 
Yeah. So, uh, brilliant, brilliant analysis there. And to be very honest, there are a few names that are being thrown up uh, amongst the young players: Alfonso Davis, mm-hmm. uh, Kimmich, Kingsley Coman, Serge Gnabry from the Bayern side, uh, Rafael Guerrero, Hakimi, uh, Brandt, Haaland, and uh, you could say, uh, let's say, um, uh, even Hazard is uh, there. So, uh, let's talk about these players. What have you made of their performances so far? First, let's start with the Bayern uh, youngsters, especially Alfonso Davis. I would say Alfonso Davis was absolutely brilliant today. Like uh, he was, he was up and down the pitch, and uh, he was contributing equivalently in attack, in defense. There were numerous occasions when he actually took the ball and in, in from the position of a winger, not as an overlapping fullback, but as, as a position of a winger, took on. Uh, challenges to con players on the Dortmund side got into the box, either got shots or uh, or got tackled. But he was making things happen and he was making uh, Dortmund's defense quite uh, nervous, I would say. But at the same time, he performed admirably when it came to his defensive contribution, which is his primary role, uh, given that he was playing as a left back. Uh, there were numerous occasions when he actually uh, came back got tackles in. There was one instance particularly when uh, Haaland got the ball in the first half yeah. and he was in the yeah. box swiveling, trying to make a, uh, get a shot in and you could see uh, Alfonso Davis just ate up ground, came in, got his tackle, won the ball, got on with the game. So uh, yeah, Davis was absolutely brilliant. And, uh, and uh, coming to yeah. uh, uh, coming to Kimmich, uh, uh, now Kimmich is not an unknown quantity, right? We all know what uh, Joshua Kimmich is capable of. Like he is basically someone who has impeccable technique and more than that, the sense that he has, the footballing intelligence is uh, quite, quite, quite brilliant, to be honest. And you could see that he, he was playing as the number six, I would say, sort of, uh, in a double pivot uh, with uh, Goretzka. And uh, he was just controlling the game. And uh, he, he has such brilliant sense of position. Like, uh, he, he completely controlled the game from midfield, be it defense, be it with the distribution be it with his positioning. He was just absolutely brilliant. Yep. And before we get into anything else, let's talk about those Dortmund uh, wingbacks, fullback come wingbacks. Let's talk about Hakimi, Guerrero. Also, let's talk about those young g- gems that they have in Erling Haaland and uh, Brandt. And uh, is it too early, you know, to put that pressure on them? I mean, they, they, are, they are very young at this stage. Yeah. But- uh, see, uh, we we all had a lot of high expectations from Dortmund's wing back today, but uh, we have to say, based on the evidence that we got from the game, uh, they were not really afforded the space, especially in the second half, to make anything. And I think Hakimi was good to a certain extent in the first half. He was getting inside or in infield. He was operating more in the half spaces and allowing Hazard to sometimes drift outside and. Uh, he was quite active in the first half, I would say, and did his job well, although in the second half he tailed off. Uh, Guerrero was a little bit uh, underwhelming, in my opinion, today. and uh, But that can happen. The problem with Dortmund is they are so heavily reliant on their fullbacks, providing the attacking impetus that if, if somehow you can contain with them, uh, contain them, to positions from where they can't really make those darting ones into the box, uh, it becomes easier to control the whole attack that Dortmund want to build because they always try to build it from the 
to the wing backs and uh, yep. mm. and if you play and if you if you play a high line you have a chance to exploit their power uh, the, the prowess that they have but in the second half there was no space and uh, they were completely nullified in my opinion and coming to brand i would say brand had like a not a not a good game considering what he has been doing uh, for the past two weeks he he got he was quite involved in the past couple of game weeks but today i think he was a little off form and uh, but i didn't quite get why they took him off just after half time like it didn't make much sense considering that uh, sancho has been reported to be not really up to speed and we kind of got a sense of that yeah just joined the training 10 days back according to lucian fabra yeah. and uh, ananya a critical moment in that match erling haland i think uh, going off uh, limping off uh, the, the worrying signs for dortmund there their key man in um, the striking position the goals not coming the the thing with dortmund is they have played like a, a quite a dangerous game by uh, getting rid of paco uh they they got they got rid of paco alcacer uh, during the january transfer window they got haland in royce is made of glass and he's obviously out at this moment and uh, whenever he comes back he comes back but they played quite a dangerous game uh, going into the second yeah. half of the season with just one striker uh, considering the fact that uh, i think haland will be okay uh probably should i think they just didn't take any risk considering the, how light they are uh, up top and uh, but haland yeah. in general uh, had a decent game had had a decent game uh, got involved in and around the box uh, showed quite a bit of aggressiveness uh, with his runs in the first half but it's unfortunate that he had to go off once he got off uh, you could see that dortmund lost that uh, goal threat that they necessarily like definitely needed at that moment they were desperate for that goal threat and just just went back so with him going off well uh, there are quite a few rumors and bundesliga rumors since we are talking about players uh, uh, what are some of the rumors that you've uh, heard sancho to united question uh, that is uh, not really it the rumors are strong in the english press i would say the german press are quite cool about it dortmund are quite cool about it and uh, uh, also from the english press it's uh, it has come from reputable sources like the, there is genuine interest from manchester united and there is no denying that and they would want to have uh, jadon sancho they would love to have jadon sancho they are probably primed to get jadon sancho but with the current pandemic going on uh, everything has been uh, like it, it's it's if we are all standing on uh, unsure grounds at this moment especially financially uh, specifically for the clubs but if there is one club who can go and get a deal done it will be manchester someone like uh, manchester united but will they be willing to spend uh, over 100 million euros uh, yeah because what i have heard is that they are unwilling to go beyond uh, 90 euro, 90 million euros or 95 million euros they don't want to go beyond that and dortmund are quite cool about it they they they, they hold the cards if united want them and they will have to break the bank simple definitely definitely also ananyo timo werner to liverpool 
um uh, coutinho to arsenal is also one of them and uh, leroy sane to bayern munich now i've put out three uh, rumors for you what do you think about each one of them well, they they are they are, uh, they are rumors which have got a lot of legs to it that's what i feel there is a lot of legs to it because news is coming out from reliable outlets <clears throat> so uh, let me address one, each of them once at a time okay so first uh, let's look at uh, Timo Werner. Timo Werner has uh, come out publicly and said that he would want to play for Liverpool next season, else he would like to stay at Airbnb Leipzig. Okay. So, and only yesterday, I think, we heard a news coming from uh, Sport Build, I think, where they were saying that apparently Werner and uh, Klopp had a meeting recently in some cafe. I don't know about it, but Usually, Sport Build's uh, reporter uh, Christian Falk is quite, uh, quite, quite dependent when it comes to German transfer news. Uh, <clears throat> that same Christian Falk has said that, who is basically uh, dot, uh, Bayern Munich's mouthpiece, I would say, uh, has mm. said that uh, agreement has been reached with Sané. Agreement has been reached between Bayern Munich and Sané regarding his salary and stuff like that. It all depends whether Bayern Munich can get an agreement for, for uh, Sané with Manchester City. And I, I think the chances of uh, Sané getting done is quite high compared to uh, Werner, I would say, because it depends on Liverpool whether they want to move from, uh, say, they have to, if they want Werner, they have to move from Firmino. It's very simple. They are not the same type of players. If you look at Werner, penalty box striker doesn't get involved in build-up play. He's going to just yeah. around the box, getting the tap-ins or getting the shots in. He's not going to be giving you, uh, dropping down and uh, playing the role that Firmino does so well. So, Firmino yeah. Um, so, um, great there. Also, uh, from the weekend, uh, just a quick skim through the results. Bayern... The fight to win over Frankfurt, that game coming alive in the second half uh, with Neuer making that crucial save and uh, BVB's 2-0 win over Wolfsburg. Gladbach winning away at Lever uh, Leverkusen, winning away at Gladbach. Sorry for my mistake. And Leipzig uh, totally dominant there. Also, um, there are a lot of uh, things we would love, we would have loved to talk about. But there are some games that are happening right now as we speak, isn't it? Uh, yeah. And it's it's match day 28 of uh, the Bundesliga. Remind you, this is uh, the, after this there will be six more game weeks. Seven point lead at the top. Now I read a comment on Twitter that said if this was Nico Kovac, they would still be worried about a seven point lead. Now with Hansi Flick, thank God, Bundesliga done and dusted. Do you agree with that? Even with Niko Kovac, they shouldn't shouldn't be worried because Niko Kovac had done it last year, right? So they, 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 you don't really need to worry about the Bundesliga. I think the Bundesliga is almost done unless something dramatic happens. Like it's, it's so now that we, yeah, 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 seven, seven. Matches, six matches game, to, uh, six matches left after this match week. So I, I think unless Bayern absolutely capitulates, uh, they have it in the bag. And uh, to be very honest. Seven, uh, to be very honest, seven point lead at the top. Uh, let's have a quick prediction on the second, third, and fourth Champions League places. What do you think will that look like? 
Mm, this is an interesting question. Actually, you see, uh, I actually had a, uh, I actually watched the Gladbach versus Leverkusen game uh, this Saturday, and uh, I would say uh, Leverkusen are looking very, very good, very, very good, very, very good in the sense that uh, they have a team that plays to a philosophy which is very similar to something which uh, a lot of modern coaches believe in, and it comes from the typical. Uh, what Ajax wants to play, what Barcelona used to play or something. They, they aspire to be something like that. So they are very good with the ball, very good in position, and they have got a fantastic, fantastic young player in their ranks, uh, Kai Havertz. Like The mm. guy has been absolutely sensational since he broke through. One of the reasons why probably Julian Brandt doesn't get mentioned that much because when he broke through, he literally overshadowed someone like a Julian Brandt. Uh, last season. And uh, Kai Havertz has scored four goals in two games over the last two game weeks. And, you know, he's a player who has played in so many positions. Right now, he's playing as the striker. Uh, pre yeah. He can play on the left. He can play on the right. He can play in the number 10 position. He has the physique of a defensive midfielder, has the mobility of a winger, he has the finishing of a striker. He takes penalties, he takes corners, he does everything. He he does absolutely everything. And probably, in my opinion, Kai Havertz is probably the biggest talent in Bundesliga at this moment. I know Jadon Sancho gets a lot of traction, and rightly so, because uh, of his stats. And mm. obviously because he's English, because he gets he's getting linked to Manchester United. But in my opinion, Kai Havertz is probably, at this moment... Someone who is not that much talked about, but equally equal to Vichetan Sancho in terms of his impact and also what he can be in the future. Uh, I want to add another point regarding a previous question that you asked, and I uh, probably didn't address it. It was regarding the uh, Coutinho to Arsenal rumors. Yeah, I forgot to address it. And it that's unfortunate. <laughs> That's unfortunate and shows uh, <laughs> that even an Arsenal fan is forgetting uh, to address an Arsenal news considering where we are. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have to continue to uh, Arsenal see. Uh, it can happen. Uh, like, I think I think it's on, it's on the agenda, but I don't think it's something which Arsenal will pursue aggressively at this moment. A lot of things will have to play out. Today only, uh, I read a tweet from Sport. Uh, and they say that, yes, they want to get rid of uh, Philip Coutinho, but they want something much more permanent or something like that. And they don't want to give him away for like a, a cheap loan or something like that. So there are a lot of uh, developments yet to happen. Uh, yesterday, Kia Jurabstian said something like, yeah, everything is possible. But that is just agent talk and truly anything is possible. And uh, only, only if, if you remember only a few... Weeks back, uh, Coutinho was being linked to Chelsea and was primed to go to Chelsea. Uh, so, mm. with the Coutinho news, we have to wait. Yes, uh, Raul Sanye, he has a good contact with Kiyajurakchi. Uh, uh, and uh, some, some of the Arsenal bloggers say that basically uh, Raul Sanye is uh, in Kiyajurakchi's pocket and stuff like that. And obviously, they don't <laughs> like that, but uh, I yeah, think it's, it's still too early to predict. Uh, yeah, and to be very honest, as we speak, and as we speak, 
as we wrap up this episode of the Pan and Kaviu podcast, episode fifty-four, to remind you that Bayern have now gone seven points clear at the top. They are on sixty-four. Uh, BVB now have a seven-point deficit. If Leipzig win tomorrow, and that means tomorrow Indian Standard Time, ten p.m. the game that happens tomorrow, they go level on points with BVB. But all in all, I think Ananya, uh, the match day twenty-eight winners are Bayern Munich, seven points clear at the top. Six games to go. Uh, they are in the driver's seat. And as we speak, uh, Werder Bremen play Munchen Gladbach, uh, Frankfurt play Freiburg, and the, the one of the important matches, Leverkusen play Wolfsburg. So a win for Leverkusen now takes them to within a point uh, of um, BVB and uh, yeah. above Leipzig, who play tomorrow. It's getting interesting. Uh, thank you, Ananya, for joining us on such a short notice. was. Yeah, it was just only one goal, but uh, it had the typical derby classic uh, fire uh, in it, and uh, we all saw what Hansi Flick's Bayern did. Nineteen games under him, fifty-seven goals, absolutely running away with their eighth consecutive Bundesliga title. Until the next time, this is host Prasad signing out with Ananya on this episode of the Panenka View Podcast. <laughs>